Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. Good morning, love. All right, now we're recording. We were just not recording. That would have been bad. That would have been bad, but now we are. Okay. so good morning. Yeah, it's a it's a day of spring break. Nice, yes. nice, nice. Got to sleep in late. Kids are still sleeping, as a matter of fact. You know. Kind yes. Of well, I don't know if it's eleven twenty. I don't know if they're. I hear some movement. Sam's off working. I don't know if they're still sleeping. I think they're moving around, but have not gotten out of bed. Yeah. And I, what I understand, they probably have not come down because they know that you're putting them to work today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of waiting for them. I'm like a. I'm sort of. A, you know, standing sentry at their door waiting for them to come out. Right. So I'll go think, get them soon. I think they're going to hide from you all day. They're going to yeah. work in the yard today, I guess. That's right. Um, okay. So anyways, we are about halfway through Lent, aren't we? Almost, yeah. I was thinking about that today in my uh, morning devotional time. Mm-hmm. So this coming Wednesday will be the halfway point of Lent. Okay. Uh, so that's Three weeks, exciting. Yeah, right. so it's coming Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It'll be the halfway point of Lent. And uh, and so, yeah, about halfway through, you know, how is your how are your Lenten devotions and disciplines going for you mine are going very well thank you Good. yep um i'm just doing <clears throat> you know not drinking a little tough last night we had theology on tap mm-hmm. so you were having a non-alcoholic beer i just didn't have anything but um uh so that's going well and let's see then you know the things i'm doing i'm reading the 40-day feast mm-hmm. and i'm also just doing my regular um devotion so yes all is going well good good how about you yeah, mine are going pretty well too. You know, it's um, so I so my my disciplines are no drinking, no eating sweets, and no <laughs> fasting once a week. Oh yeah, I forgot the fasting. Yeah, yeah that's and going so well. So the, the fasting once a week is that's probably the the easiest for me. You know, that's always a productive day for me, the day of fasting. Yeah, me it's too. It's a good day, productive day. Uh, but I tell you, the you know the, the the no drinking and the no eating sweets. By this point in Lent, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of ready for Lent to be over, and it's still you know another it's, half. To yeah, go. this is what so. happens. Yeah, but that's the whole. Come on, it's the well, long it. obedience. That's exactly what I was going to say. But yeah. that's the whole point. It means that you chose something that's good because yes. you obviously miss it. So yes, that's why you give it up, right? Exactly. To, uh, to strengthen those discipline muscles. Right. So. Right. It's uh, talking about uh, talk about uh, talking about strengthening muscles. I've asked our boys to show me how to lift weights. Yes. So they're up there and they're they're putting me through my paces. And today I'm I'm having trouble folding my arms because they taught me how to bench press the other day. Yes, I heard you can hardly oh, lift the Eucharist yesterday because your arms yeah, were well, sore. <laughs> it hurt. Yeah, I was lifting that cup up and I was like, ow, 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 ow. It didn't show. Well, that's good. It didn't show. Yeah. I wonder if people really want to know the behind, behind the scenes of this. Well, you know, it's too Anyways. late now. Okay, so let's just recap a little bit. Mm-hmm. We don't have much to say on, uh, we had a short class on Amos mm-hmm. on Wednesday. This will be a short class on Hosea. So but, we'll uh, get back to it. But yeah, yeah, I will say one thing that we had Jake Allen uh, speak. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go through all of services. it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, all right. you go ahead. You, you go ahead. I was going we'll, to say we'll start from there. We had Wednesday. Jake Allen speak at midweek uh-huh. services. He did a great job, you know. And Jake Allen is a son of our congregation. Uh, you know, he he and his family have been members of our congregations uh, since mm-hmm. before you and I have. Uh, and he's you know, he has felt God's call to be a Lutheran pastor. Mm-hmm. So his debut was this last uh, last Wednesday in the pulpit. Right, and, and fine job. He's only a junior in college, so he has not even yep. started seminary. But. Um, he did a great job. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say just as a junior in college. He did a great no, job in general. Yeah, uh, did a great so job. that's exciting that somebody is coming up from our congregation. Mm-hmm. We yep. had about 153 people at that service, which was kind of incredible. You know, it's pretty amazing. Uh, and then okay, so from there, that was Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, let's see. Sam played in the was it Friday? 
Yes, Friday, Friday. Sam played yep. in the semifinals of state. Um, unfortunately, we lost a great game. Other team, very yeah. good. We played great. Uh, at one, we were up at the half by one point after coming down from like a ten point deficit, um, but we couldn't quite pull it off. So he is done with his high school uh, sports, sports career. career. Yeah. Yes, which is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nice. I mean, he's been pretty much busy every single day since well, August. He still is. So yeah, but, it's yeah. kind of nice that he can finally yep. relax, and he's yep. taking good advantage of it. You know, I think. Friday was the last basketball game, and then, you know, Saturday, Sunday, he was out, like, you know, shooting and hunting and fishing. Well, even Friday night, I think they played poker. Saturday, he shot things in the morning, fished after. Oh, and then he came to Matthew's basketball game and then fished after. Yeah, he and he's working today, so he's not going to slow down. But that is over. Um, And then... We had theology on tap yeah. on last night, which was, was great. A lot of fun. Yeah, we yeah. went to a local brewery and we sat in the outside mm-hmm. uh, beer garden, and we had probably what thirty people. Yeah, you know, I didn't sitting count. around. I, I would guess it was close to thirty. Yeah, yeah. It was a little hard to hear because of the location, but yeah. it was still um, it was a really good group, and I thought the conversation went well. Yeah, uh, from what I could tell, so it was really fun. Yeah, and it's it's neat to sit out there. You know, people kind of staring at us like, "What are you doing?" Because mm-hmm. we were, you know, we were talking heavy theology, oh, and yeah. we were. Yeah praying and all the things so um it's it's pretty exciting yeah it was a good witness yeah. you know because mm-hmm. we were talking about like you said some heavy theology yeah you know does god cause suffering or does god allow suffering mm-hmm. uh, what do i say to someone who doesn't know jesus mm-hmm. you know, what do i say to a loved one who's passing away or who's dying mm-hmm. uh, and then we all together pray the lord's prayer in unison at the end so mm-hmm. it was a very strong witness mm-hmm. i thought it yeah. was a lot of fun everything good and yeah. there's you know and there was a couple uh New people there this this last time, so that was enjoyable as well. Yeah, new young couples. Mm-hmm. In our, yeah, okay. So then, before we get into it, we'll just do one more thing, and that is just to tell you about two kind of new things which mm-hmm. we may have talked about during that'll come up at the end of Lent here. So we will do a prayer vigil. It's mm-hmm. not going to be our twenty four hour one. Maybe we already mentioned this. I don't know, but it's going to be a shortened one, eight p.m. or seven thirty, right? Because after the services, well, yeah, seven thirty or eight. Doesn't get out until about seven forty five. So we'll call okay. it eight. You know. Eight to midnight. That's going to be March. March 29th. 29th on a Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. This time you don't have to t- sign up for a slot, but do come. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, and of if course, you want to come, come for the whole thing. No, You're no, no. To, yeah, we usually sign uh, sign in one hour slots, but. You can come and stay the whole time if you want, or you can come. It would be awesome if you'd come to the last slot, 11 to 12. I mm-hmm. think that would be awesome. Um, and then that's on Wednesday before the week of Holy Week. And then the actual week of Holy Week, we have a new thing happening yes. on Tuesday that's night. That's going to be great. Yeah, we have uh, Carol Joseph coming from Jews for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I heard her last year, and we're going to bring her here this year. She ministers to the Jewish community. I can't remember. She was in Brooklyn at one point, and maybe now she's in Florida. Do you remember? Yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. yeah. I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly where she is now, but she's coming from afar to tell us about how the Passover, the meal, actually points in all the ways to Jesus. And it's mm-hmm. really interesting. She's a great speaker, and it's just it's a good night. So uh, come to that Tuesday, April the 4th, I believe. That sounds about right. At yep. 6.30. Yep. So at St. John. Yeah, that'll be a great day. And that's, mm-hmm. that's part of Holy Week. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a perfectly timed event for that. Yeah, and it won't be, we won't have Wednesday services that week. We'll right. have Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. So mm-hmm. you'll you actually still get a day off. So you can come on Tuesday. Yeah, no, it'll be great. And so if mm-hmm. people come on Tuesday, then they'll learn about the Passover meal and yeah. how Jesus fulfilled the Passover yes. meal and how Jesus reinterpreted it for us. Uh, and then on Thursday, we get to celebrate the Last Supper at Monday, Thursday. Yes. And Good Friday, so we celebrate his death and, uh, death and crucifixion. Yes. So. 
It'll be a very powerful week, I think. Yes. Have some good things happen. Yep. Really good things. Good things. Yep. And then finally, you and I are going to preach together. On That's right. March 20... March 26th. So not That's this right. Sunday. You're preaching on doubt, what to do with doubt. Yes. Facing this doubt with faith. Yeah, this yep. week. And then we're preaching on marriage and family, or That's just right. love and marriage, I think. Love and marriage. <clears throat> there we'll you have go. to sing the song together. We won't do yes, that. Yes, we will. We no, should, we won't. We totally should. Yep. Anyways, okay. So we are in Crossways now. Are we halfway through Crossways? Uh, yeah, we're on lesson 22. No, okay. not quite. No, not so, quite. Because there's a total of 60 lessons. We're only on 22. Mm. So. Oh, my goodness. Are, are we going through the summer? No. No, we're going to take the summer off and restart up again in the fall. And will we be done by next spring? Then we'll be done about May of next year. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. how? Okay. Well, yeah, because we still have some time. Tell mm-hmm. me. Okay. So we're lesson 22 of 60 something. Yeah. Um, and we are on the prophets. We're on the minor prophets right now. We talked about Amos last week. Yeah, a little bit. So do you want to recap a little bit about Amos? Yeah. And so Amos is the first of what are called the literary prophets. That is the prophets who, uh, who left something written down that we still have. Um, As opposed so, to like Nathan and Samuel. Right, you know, and who uh, who spoke. And so we have their words preserved for us um, or recorded for us. Yep. But Amos actually, you know, put pen to paper and that was his the form of his okay. uh, prophecy. So Amos is called the prophet of doom and he appears to the northern kingdom to warn them of God's uh, coming judgment. Uh, and there's a wonderful line in there. I think it's Amos 3 verses 1 and 2. You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for your sin. Yeah, that's what it says. Uh, and that really gets back to that distinction between foretelling and forthtelling. Mm. That the prophet's main role was to tell forth, uh, was to call the people back to faithfulness with God, back to the covenant with God. And what Amos is saying there is, you only have I known of all the families mm. of the earth that God chose the Jewish people to be his holy, his holy people, his mm-hmm. chosen nation. Uh, and because they keep turning away from him again and again and again, therefore God is about to bring the hammer down on them. Right. Um, now, wait, do we just call him the prophet of doom? Where do we get that, Amos, the prophet of doom? Uh, because in, <clears throat> in the latter half of the book, uh, chapter 7, 8, and 9, there are these visions of doom. Oh, okay. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Okay, so that's why he's called the prophet yeah, of doom. Yeah, the prophet of doom. And it's it, it's a, you know, it's a it. doom-filled book. I mean, there's there's very there are very few glimmers of hope. Yes. There are a couple. And so the in end. chapter 8, there's a prophecy of Jesus. Um, that on that day the sun shall be darkened and, it, and the, the sun will go down at noonday and it will be like the morning as of an only sun. Oh. Which, of course, in retrospect, in hindsight, we see that's a prophecy, a foretelling of the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the sun went down at noon, when the day was darkened and people mourned for the, the loss of the only son of God. Wow. Uh, but th- there's no way they would have known that back mm-hmm. in the time. Sure. But they look back now. These are, back again, now, things that should point to Jesus, even to the Jews, right? Exactly. Right. But, yeah. Okay. And so the, the big thing to keep in mind about Amos uh, is that God, and he's called the prophet of doom, you know, and God is telling his people, it's, uh, it's too late, you know, I'm, I'm bringing the hammer down. Uh, and God is bringing the hammer down through uh, the Assyrians. And so the Assyrians are the hammer in right. his hand. And God says in one of the chapters, I think it's two, you know, behold, uh, Assyria, the rod of my wrath, the, the club of my anger in my hand. Mm-hmm. And so God is, is using the Assyrians to punish his own people. Uh, and so this is a, a turning of holy war motif. Mm-hmm. You know, if you remember with Joshua, God was fighting for his people to drive out the nations. And now is guiding for the nations to drive his people out of the, the promised land. Mm-hmm. So this is a really turning. And something that the people have brought upon themselves. Uh, it's about 750, roughly, 750 B.C. Um, God's people first in the northern kingdom went astray from him around 950. So call it 200 years. Okay. 
that God has been trying to call his people back wow, to himself and they will not listen. Uh, and so now God says, you know, the end is near, the time is coming, and there's still another 20 years until it comes. So he still is giving them a window to repent. Uh, but as we know, they won't. Right. They won't repent. They won't turn to him. And so God hands them over to their punishment. Okay. Um, so it's the prophet, Amos, the prophet of doom. But like you said, it does end also with... Uh, um uh, word of hope, right? It does. And you kind of spoke about that last week because it connects with your um, study on the book of Acts. Well, yeah, not that this is the restoration when he says in that day. Oh, is that what? Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. That's exactly what's quoted in Acts. Right. In that day, I will restore David's fallen shelter. I will repair its broken walls and restore its ruins and will rebuild it as it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so at the Jerusalem council, when the apostles yes. are trying to figure out, okay, do these new Gentiles have to be circumcised? Mm-hmm. Do they have to be Jews in order to be Christians? Right. This is one of the passages they point to, and they say, well, God spoke that this kind of thing would happen, mm-hmm. that he would restore his fallen Israel, that he would bring in the remnant of the nations. Uh, so they point to this passage in hope. Right. Now, uh, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah. Amos, Amos chapters 7, 8, and 9 are visions. And so this is something that we will see from here on out, is that God, when God speaks to his prophets, you know, it says in the book of Hebrews, in many and various ways, he God spoke to his people both through the prophets. Mm-hmm. But now in these um, last days. He's spoken to us by his son. Right. right? And so God speaks to them through miracles, which mm-hmm. get their attention. God speaks through them through spoken words, as he did through you know Samuel and Elijah. Yep. God speaks to them through the written word, like Amos. Mm-hmm. God speaks to them through visions. Yeah. And so here in Amos, we have uh, five visions of what Amos sees. And they're, they're really quite interesting. You know, the, the first one there, uh, God shows Amos a vision of uh, locusts. Mm-hmm. Uh, a plague of locusts coming to devastate the nation. And, and Amos pleads, he says, O oh Lord, how can Jacob stand? He is so small. The Lord relents. And then there's a second vision of fire, which is, of course, a symbol of judgment. And again, Amos says, O oh Lord, Jacob is so small. How can, he re- you know, how can he survive? And the Lord relents. Uh, but then with the third and the fourth and the fifth judgments, God says, no, this judgment is coming. Mm. So for the first time, we see this, the, this prophetic vision uh, which we'll see time and time again as as we work through the prophets. Mm. That visions are one of the ways God speaks to His people. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So Amos is yeah a, in the Book of Acts. What? Yeah. There's lots of visions. There's lots of visions. Yeah. You know, Peter has that vision of the yeah, and he repeats it like three critters. times. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. So it, it's a good book, a hard book, but a good book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I set it up last week by saying so Amos is the prophet of doom. And this coming week, we'll look at Hosea, who's the prophet of love, of okay. faithful love. Before you get to, yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we're going to mention that, but um, what were they supposed to read in Amos for Wednesday? Well, we've already done Amos, so oh. this coming Wednesday. Oh, gosh, yeah. Right. So oh, yeah. this coming Wednesday, we'll look behind. at Hosea. Hosea. And so for Hosea, we're going to read chapters 1, 2, 3, and 11. 1, 2, 3, and 11. Yeah, and it sounds like a lot, but chapter 3 is only like five verses long or something. Okay. Uh, and so chapters 1, 2, and 3 are very important because it talks, it's, you know, again, in many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. And one of the ways that God speaks through Hosea is by this sign act where God tells Hosea to go and marry a prostitute as a sign of God's faithfulness to his people who have turned away from him. Right. And so Isaiah lives out the experience that God is experiencing with his, his nation. Got, got it. Uh, so that's chapters 1 through 3. And then chapter 11 is a very important passage because, again, even as the hammer comes down of judgment, we hear God crying out, How can I give you up, O Hosea? Mm-hmm. How can I do this to you? Yes. How can I give you up, O people? Yes. And so we hear the cry of God's heart um, that he doesn't want to do what he knows he has to do. Right. So it's just it's a beautiful, beautiful book. Yeah, it's great. And if you were a, you know, a Christian in the 
probably what 90s I think Francine Rivers was a very popular author still is I should say mm-hmm. anyways she wrote this book Redeeming Love about the book of Hosea I didn't know that was about her about Hosea yes oh, wow. did you not see the movie no, no you didn't yeah the movie I, I really wasn't a fan of but um the book Redeeming Love is about a man it's the same thing a man who takes a prostitute you know he he loves this woman who is a prostitute and he kind of loves her back to redemption right mm-hmm. and the way that God does with his wayward people. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Yeah, and you know, I suppose one final comment I'd like to make is uh, the minor prophets are hard. You know, so we're going to be in the minor prophets from now really through the end of they the really school They really are year. hard. But they're very important. Uh, you know, as, as Lutheran Christians, we start every Sunday by confessing that we are in bondage to sin mm-hmm. and cannot free ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that really comes to the forefront <clears throat> here in these books is that you hear how sinful God's people are you know, that they repent mm-hmm. and then they backslide. They repent and they backslide time and time and time again. Right. And the only thing that saves them is not their faith or their discipline, but it's God's grace. It's God's grace which saves them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the minor prophets are very important to understand who we are as human beings, mm. that even with our best of intentions, we can't do it, that we sin is simply too strong for us and we inevitably, invariably turn away from the Lord who does not turn away from us. Hmm. So it's a good message for modern times, right? It is. It's a very good yes. message for modern times. Because we thinking, kind of have forgotten that we're sinful people. Yeah. You know, not, over the well, summer. Well, the culture here, has. Yeah. I'll have to think about the preaching for next year. I'm thinking about maybe mm. preaching on one of these books. Okay. The minor oh, one of the books. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to do this whole series on modern prophets. That's going to well, be long and tedious. That you're encouraging me. I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, I, okay, I get it. One book that yeah. would be good, and just to see it as a model for how. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking either that, or maybe like the Book of Corinthians or something. But I, I really enjoy the Old Testament, and um, and I figure people don't really know the Old Testament, so it'd be a help for them to discover. Mm-hmm. However, that's that's the work for the summer. You know, that's take the it to the Lord in prayer, see what happens. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So I got some yard work ahead of me. Okay, what about so you're you? ready what do to you go. Have? Um, what do I have? Well, there's always laundry calling my name, mm. and uh, I don't even know. I haven't, we're kind of off with the kids' home, so you mm. know, I haven't even looked at my of course, I have to get ready for Wednesday Bible study, but I haven't really even looked at my to do list today. Yeah, it's a good day when I haven't it's done nice. that yet I by know. noon. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Okay, well, anyways, have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. See you then.